The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hey, dishers, I know you're busy cooks with busy lives and you don't have time to read every label. You just want to buy your organic apples and celery and ground nut butter for dipping. And I know it's that easy. You want something that's not full of chemicals and preservatives, and apples and celery are part of the Dirty Dozen. The Dirty Dozen is a list of fruits and veggies that are typically grown using lots of pesticides and other chemicals, but when you shop at Lakewinds Co-op, you can shop with confidence knowing that you are cooking with high-quality food from farms and businesses that pay fair wages, and they grow their food in ways that are good for the planet with no pesticides, chemical-free. They have product standards in all their departments, and their produce is 95% organic and as local as they can get it when, of course, it's not winter. But you can feel good about shopping there. There's no membership required. Everyone's welcome to shop at the co-op. And you can find all of their products in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, or Richfield in the store, or you can now get delivery from Instacart. Find more information at lakewinds.com. In the second hour of the weekly dish, I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Stephanie March. And we are going to take Kat, who was so nice. And Paula, hold on. We're going to get to you too. Hi, Kat. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks for holding on the line. I appreciate yeah. it. We uh, we were going to wrap up and give you some suggestions of on your way to Wabasha. Okay, you are the Wabasha person. That's what I was wondering. Yes. Okay, yes, so please. when are you going? Today. Oh, you're going today. Okay. So I the bummer is I was going to tell you Harborview Cafe, but I don't think they're open yet. You know, I know I checked them. You did, right? But yep. there is, you know, up the way a little bit, there's the lake house on Pepin, which is a cute little place. That's not too far. And if you're in Pepin, you know, you can go to the um the pie company, the Stockholm Pie Company is over that way too, over in Stockholm. Okay. It's just across awesome. the river. But, you know, there's kind of a lot of great... There's Reed's Landing is closer to where you're going. And there's a little pub on Reed's Landing that's just kind of lovely. Okay, awesome. I'm going to check out the menus on the drive. Okay, yeah, the Reed's Landing Brewing Company is the cute Riverside pub that I'm talking about. Perfect. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. And we have Paula on the line. Hi, Paula. Hi, guys. How are you? We're Good. Great. How are you, hon? Good, thank you. I have a quick question. I have a seven-year-old that is having her golden birthday, and she really wants to have a nice party. She asked me for a nice venue, hotel, and for a bunch of seven-year-old kids, up to 25 kids. And she's thinking this is a big deal for her. She wants to wear gold and a crown, and it's a big deal. And and I need to uh, hopefully do her expectations. Yes. So she's seven years old. And you're talking yeah. like 25 kids, seven-year-olds? Yes. Woof. Pinstripes. Yes. Good idea. And she wants to be everybody wearing black. She's going to be the only golden girl there. Oh, oh my God. Cute. I love her. She's our too. people. How about pinstripes in Edina? They do a great job. They have good catering. Yep. There's bowling. There's activities. That would be a fun one. Oh, that's true. We go there usually for brunch. And for Christmas, but that's a great idea. I never thought about that one. The other one I would say that could be real fun is Can Can Wonderland. Yeah. And this is a oh. mini golf arena that's been designed by local Twin Cities designers, and they do have food options as well. 
cool. And you would have to get like a private room for that thing. But that still, I think, could totally work, you know? Um, also, Can you spell it for me? Can Can Wonderland? Yeah. Can Can Wonderland, yeah. Can Can. And also, there's places like, I don't know if there's, if you're looking for like, you know, just for food or if you're looking for something that's more of like an activity or not. But like, we were thinking about, somebody said that they booked out Hello Pizza, which was, you know, it's a cute little pizza shop in, in uh-huh. 50th and Edina. And they just, they had like a whole party there. They just booked the whole place out and had like, that sounds like a like blast kids running too. around doing pizza stuff. All right. All right, Paula. Thanks thank you. Here. Good luck. Oh, Stephanie, an event notification just came up on my phone that pierced my heart because I can't go. Oh. Shell's Bachfest is today. Oh, is it today? Yes. Oh, man. That event that. is 60 degrees at Bachfest. Could you even have more fun? No, you can't. No, you cannot. Oh, that is so fun. If you guys want to take a drive, that yeah. place is a blast. Go to New Ulm and basically with Bach, you know, Bach is like the spring beer and it's kind of a caramely thing. Um, and everybody is into the whole boat, you know, the poking of the oh, beers. so fun. And so what they do down there is, you know, that's a big thing. The steichen is what it's called, which is sticking your beer, um, which, you know, you take a hot poker and you put it in your beer in this specific Bach beer so that it's got kind of a caramely toasty thing to it. It's fun. All right. Uh, and we are in the top two in our two friends. Let's do it. Give him the old one two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. Winning, winning, winning. All right. I have some kind of randomy things that I'm going to talk about. <laughs> One is, I want to give you guys a broth suggestion for just like keeping your immunes up. We're in kind of a fluey time. And Lake Winds has taking stock broth that has been relaunched. It used to be in the freezer section and it was in like a paper pint container. Mm-hmm. Now it's in a bag and it's got a pour spout. And it is in the dry goods section at Lake Winds. It's a local gal, Molly Clark, and her partner doing taking stock foods, making really nutritious bone broth. And that is my top two in our two first pick. Okay. Well, my first one is going to be this week I popped into France 44 on a Tuesday and had some of their mac and cheese because they are doing mac and cheese nights on Tuesday. And let me just tell you about this because it was on my Instagram and I got to tell you this mac and cheese isn't just like yellow mac and cheese but it's also not like so fancy you can't recognize that it's mac and cheese but it is they make it with this double cream brie and this uh and this comte, which is a Yum. beautiful, beautiful cheese and some cheddar. It is so smooth and beautiful and just delicious. They And you can add in broccoli and prosciutto, or you could not. And that was the night I went. I don't know what they're going to do next week. But they're doing it on Tuesday nights as kind of a special deal. 15 bucks for a big old tub of mac and cheese. That is delicious. Okay, I That's love that idea. France 44 on 44 in France. All right. <laughs> My second one is I went to an opening called Bub's Aussie Pies. Mm-hmm. It's in Woodbury, and it's actually right on the border of Woodbury Lake Gamble. But it's something that is a hand pie, and it's different than like Potter's Pasties. It's different than Sarah's Tipsy Pies. It's kind of more... I don't even know how to describe it, but inside are savory fillings and they have a breakfast pie as well. They have a curry pie. They have a chicken like leek pie. They have a mushroom and spinach. They had this beef that had peas and carrots. 
It was so good. Like the flakiness of the crust, but also like the denseness of it. Yeah. It's different than like pie, but it's really good. Yeah. So I just, and they had these also really good French fries, which the reason they were really good is they have Australian sea salt on them, okay. which is super salty when you first hit it. Yeah. But then it like fades away and it's not like super salty on your tongue in the end, huh. which I know sounds weird, but I was like, oh, these are so salty. I love them. But then it wasn't like overly salty. It didn't hang on. No. And it was like the perfect amount. So Bub's Aussie Pies, check them out. They just opened. It's fast casual. You can pull up, buy them frozen or go and eat them there. Okay. Um, One of the things that I uh, did this week also was I had sat through a little bit of a lunch and it was lunch at the Lexington because you guys, the Lexington is now open for lunch. So uh, we also met the new chef, Antonio, who is there uh, taking over for Jack Rebel while he is recovering. And it was wonderful. It was a lovely, lovely lunch. Um, And they are, you know, we had this beautiful lobster bisque that was outstanding. It was just and it was we went on that snowy kind of snizzly day in the middle of the week. So perfect. Exactly what I wanted. But there's also, um, you know, an all beef chili and we had a beautiful uh, plate of fresh garganelli pasta with some piece, you know, greens oh, and things. It was 100% awesome. Um, we also did, uh, gosh, I can't even remember. Well, they had 100 sandwiches. I mean, it was like... I looked at that menu for lunch. It looks really good. Yeah, there was, you know, like there was a lobster club. There was a regular club. There was... But here's the crowning glory, I think. They did a Monte Cristo, but they didn't do it like the typical Monte Cristos. They did a beautiful, like, roll. It was almost like a rolled, like a wrap, but it was fried, you know, because cool. Monte Cristos are fried. That's a great idea. It was cheesy, and it was hammy and creamy in a... In a crispy shell. You had me at cheesy, hammy, hammy and creamy. creamy. <laughs> and you, but then they put the jelly on the side, so you dipped it in the jam jelly. Oh, I like if that. If you wanted to, because I don't dip. No, the jelly. That's like. I think that's funny, but that's not. yeah. It's like weird. It's almost going into the whole pineapple ham. Yeah, pizza and situation. I get it. There's that's where it goes, and people that they can have that dish as their thing. But for me, no. So anyway, the lunch at the Lex, and it's Monday through Friday, and I got to tell you, it was busy, and I ran into an old high school friend, Cassie, and she was like, oh, I'm meeting my parents, and I was like, this is exactly what that would be, meet your yeah. parents for lunch at the Lex. Oh, I love lunch at the Lex. That's yeah. a great idea. Maybe I'll head there today, actually. You can. I have a bonus one. I know yeah, you are I want a bonus. bonus girl, uh, but I have a bonus one, too. I wanted to tell you guys about the Holy Sheet at Great Jones. Now, Great Jones is the company that does the cookware. They're kind of the new, they're kind of like the new hot uh, millennial cookware. Okay. And so they're the ones I bought the Duchess, yes. the big Dutch oven, the pink one for my for son, Joey. Joey. Yep. So they have a new, and he loves it. He cooks in all the time. Actually, Molly Herman bought a Duchess as well. They love it. So they have a new thing that I just ordered and they cannot wait because I don't know about you guys, but I do a lot of well, we all know I eat a lot of quesadillas, and that's kind of my go-to nighttime thing. But so I don't want to have, when I heat up the oven, I don't always want a huge pan for one quesadilla, so I use a half-sheet pan. Yep. And I only have one of them. <laughs> so I've kind of been like, but it's not one of those things that I think to go out and buy more half-sheet pans, but I found the holy sheet. The half-size sheet pan at Great Jones is a nonstick ceramic coating, and it's electric blue. It is so pretty. It's made in Switzerland, so there's not a lot of chemical cleanup stuff. Just easy. And it's 35 bucks. Okay, I'm just Googling this. It yeah, looks... no, I'll put a link up. Okay. So it's 35 bucks. There's a 30-day trial and free returns, so you can try it, see if you like it. If it becomes the thing that is, you know, essential to your life, great. If not, ditch it. 
but it's really pretty. And I like it. I like the idea of pretty cookware. Like, why does it have to be so... Right. Well, and they have great fry pans, everything else. I don't particularly love the handles, which is why I don't have them. Uh I actually bought one and returned it, and they have free returns in 30 days. Like, Okay. So give it a shot. So I'm going to put a link up to that one for you guys. Um, All right. Stephanie, when we come back, I just want to... There's an article that is so up your alley, I have to tell you about it. Okay. Okay. We'll come back on the Weekly Dish. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. We were not going to do that every segment. You know what? We're not. It's just a habit. So good for you for reminding me (laughs) that old habits die hard. All right. Okay. I, Kurt and I were reading the newspaper this morning and there was an article that made us laugh and I thought about you. All right. Here's the question, Stephanie. Got it. What do Crystal Pepsi, Watermelon Oreos, Frito-Lay Lemonade, Coors Rocky Mountain Sparkling Water, Colgate Kitchen Entrees and Cheetos Lip Balms all have in common. Besides that they want to poison you with processed chemicals or what? Well, the obvious answer is they're all failed products. Yes. But what is less obvious is they also share a fan base, a quirky subgroup of consumers who are systematically drawn to flops. And those reliably contrarian tastes can be used to forecast bad bets in retail sales, real estate, and even politics. These people are known as the harbingers of failure. Huh. The study of harbingers emerged from a 2015 analysis of purchasing patterns at a national convenience store chain. Of the roughly 130,000 customers who they logged their purchases, they were able to track this group. And they had this similar thought process and they could detect inadvertently these products that were going to fail. Weird. Isn't that funny? That's weird. That's and crazy. totally weird. Totally weird. It, it, when you think about, they also were able to track uh, Harbinger zip codes. So they were able to tell what zip codes these Harbingers of failure lived in. Okay, wait. Come back for a second. So this is these are this is like the same set of people that like all those products. They yes. So it's the same same group, group of people. They yes. love all those products, and they they're the harbingers of failure. And so if you see like let's say it has a girl named Sheila Bobson in there, and Sheila Bobson she loves all of those things. So then they say like maybe they launch something, and if yep. Sheila Bobson <laughs> likes it, they go oh it's dead. That's right. <laughs> and it goes further than that because not only did they find this in their consumer product tastes, but these harbingers of doom, of failure, we'll call them, they also donated dollars and donations to candidates who end up losing their races. So their politics were also, they were harbingers of candidates that weren't going to make it. I, okay, so here's something that's really interesting. I, my son has a friend named Matt who is one of those gifted humans. I really believe that he walks through life and he is a gifted human. He wins TVs. He, he like, he yeah, gets, there are people he like gets that. brought into like lottery things and he wins them. And he's like, I really believe that he is the other side of those people. Like he, he is like sitting on time. He's like, oh, we, we found this condo. We flipped it for $800,000 and whoops, you know, that kind of a thing. And then he's like the other side. So if he exists, that absolutely means that these people are out there doing all the bad things. Okay. Here's the other thing. Um, so they, this cluster of harbingers of failure, mm-hmm. when they analyze their zip codes, 
These people that marched to the irregular drumbeat while browsing the aisles of supermarkets and private label clothing stores also guided their decisions about where to live, leading them to the same neighborhoods. No. So their tastes in soda and jeans had a predictably gloomy result, but property values in the Harbinger zip codes consistently underperformed the broader market. (laughs) They analyzed over 4,000 zip codes over 12 years where these Harbinger people lived. Do you know if you're a harbinger? Like, have you been identified? I don't know. They say it's not a contagious thing. It's an inherent characteristic. They say attempts to characterize these people have borne little fruit. Well, that they can't anticipate, but they're more concentrated on the West Coast and in non-urban areas. And other than that, they show no clear geographical pattern. They're basically the angels of death. Failure. Failure. They like watermelon Oreos. They like odd houses. They like the political candidate that everyone else finds off-putting. Well, that's Minnesota. I mean, come on. <laughs> Isn't that just the craziest story? That is weird. I know. It's totally weird. It's like the anti-influencer. It is. It is the anti-influencer. And I was like, that could be Stephanie March. That's Because he was like, wait, do you know what? anybody like that? You think you, I'm a harbinger of doom? No, harbinger of failure. You think I, I'm a harbinger of failure? I think that you have a unique ability to see something and know if it's going to be successful or not. Okay, but that's different than liking something that is going to be a failure and then championing that. Because that's what you're saying. Okay, and I don't want to say that. you can't call me that because that's my no. actual job. No, I don't want to say that. I want to say, though, that you have a, you, I guess you have a good picker. Is what I'm saying. So if you think something's going to be, I have insight and I see patterns. Yeah. So that's what that's a skill that. Thank you. I am happy to say that that okay. is a thing. But if I take that into that, you're a harbinger. Yeah. It we, starts to get weird. If we cannot call me because I actually do speaking gigs for companies <laughs> about trends. So if you're telling everyone that I, you know, love bad things that are going to fail, that's a bad thing. I think you can see them though. Oh, I I see them, but yeah, that's the difference. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, we lost it. Computer. Yeah. I know. Um, anyway, so I thought that whole article was pretty Very interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm heading to the airport today okay. and there the are a few eats. new things that have opened up at the airport and a lot of people are going to be doing spring breaky. So I'm just going to, um, give you a couple things. Let's do it. Um, have you heard about, of course you've heard the cock, there's a new cocktail room called 18th and central yep. that's in the airport in terminal one. This is a Tattersall driven vehicle. Yeah. So organic vodkas, orange crema, their aqua V will be there. Barrel gin, the ready to drink old fashions. So that'll be fun. They've also got like little snacks. Yeah. Like wings and popcorn and more snacky things. But then oddly there's a white cheddar mac and cheese. Okay. Which well, I think these are delish. things that yeah don't need to be made with too much of a hood. No. Yeah. Um, Black Sheep Pizza has a thing where they can you can get it by the slice or by the pizza. Great. Great. They also have an app though that isn't their specific, but they participated in it. It's called At Your Gate. Okay. So you can download this app, and if you're sitting somewhere, they will bring the food to you. Okay. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's nice. Um, uh, let's see other things I'm excited about. Uh, the Nordic waffle is popping up in Smack Shack. Wait, we're done at the airport? No, still at the oh, airport. Okay. Okay. Still at the airport. Okay. So Smack Shack's at the airport. Okay. Gotcha. Now, gotcha. Nordic waffle is popping up inside there on a regular basis with three breakfast waffles. They've got like a hollandaise lobster waffle and also a lobster mac and cheese waffle. So they take that deliciousness and put it inside the waffle. So that's mm-hmm. pretty fun. 
Um, Blue Door is doing um, your favorite tachos. Also, the Blue Sea is there. Yes. And they're also doing um, breakfast at High Low. So High Low Diner has breakfast options. Great. And if you're heading to the airport, you should check it out. There's a lot of good stuff at the airport. That's kind of one of those things that uh, I think is... You know, our airport, I tend to believe, is better than everybody else's because I'm a Minnesotan and I think that everything we I have I think it is gets better. voted, though, as like best airport. I don't think that's a total reach. No, but I also, and I mean, there are great, I remember being in uh, LaGuardia when they redid those terminals the first time and I was like, wow, those are awesome. Yeah. So I definitely have, you know, there's definitely, you know, ways to improve our airport. But I, th- I do think when you look at across the country, it's a pretty clean, nice airport. So I'm flying out of Terminal 2 today, so I got to find one something is that? there. That's the small one, right? The sad one. Why can I never... <laughs> Like, that's like, hey, everybody, welcome back uh, on this gorgeous day to Weekly Dish. Listen, on the Facebook page, we have a question about re- about patios that are open. Just wanted to have you guys dial back into that um, because there are a lot of, I mean, I think everybody wants to get out in this weather and get out to a patio. So I'm supporting your habit with that, basically. Um, yes. We have, we have, uh, uh, oh, I lost it. Where did it go? Oh. Okay, I don't know. I lost it up. My Facebook page is very strange today, so I apologize I know, for that. Some weird computer things There's some that are weird, happening. But I mean, I we do know that there are some uh, patios that are open. Um, you know, we like we said, Smack Shack is open. Um, the hewing, the hewing is open. Weird. Did it just totally disappear? I think the Facebook question <laughs> disappeared. Okay, I'm gonna look. I'm opening. All right. Okay, anyway, doesn't matter. Anyway. It's warm. Everything is freaking out. Um. Uh. Okay, so I'm going to move back to this thing to let you guys know one thing that's very important to know. If you are thinking about that, you're going to be... I got the patios. Here we go. You got it? I got it. Weird. Where is it? Uh, Muddy Waters and Prescott is opening their main deck this weekend, so that's cool. Okay. Uh, B-52's Invergrove Heights, we talked about them. Uh, the Target has their patio open. Come but on. They frown upon you sitting down and eating groceries there. <laughs> oh my God. That's just funny. That is uh, just Patisserie funny. 46 is open. Rooftop patio at the Hewing Smack Shack North Loop. That's what we've gotten so far. Okay. I apologize. I, mine, is, mine is freaking out, so I can't say anything on it anymore because it's just being weird. That happens. Yep. Um, so anyway, there's, I do know that there's a lot of places that are kind of going to put their, their chairs out. I would say that if you were thinking about, you know, getting out today, I would just drive around and find one that's open and go sit at your favorite patio because I think a lot of places could use a little bit of love. I bet the breweries are going to, I mean, if you go to like Gray's in the North Loop, that's going to be oh, open. Oh, they have, they have their little roof deck thing open. I had a little delicious, um, Vietnamese noodle bowl there earlier this week from in the place that replaced Lulu's Deli. Is that what it's called? It replaced the uh, quesadilla place? No, Flag Smash is downstairs and that is what's... That's... So. <laughs> what's upstairs? So that, upstairs, there is Soul Bowl and next to that was Lou's Sandwiches. That's what I where I had it from, Lou's. From Lou's, okay. Yep. Yeah. It was delicious. Yeah, no, they're great and they have that little, you know, uh, the pho burger and stuff like that. Oh, I you didn't know about, know that? about yeah, that. No, yeah, is yeah. it with a ramen bun? I don't. I think so, but it's cool. also just like beautifully spiced. And they good. have an outdoor patio on the top there that's open uh, to sit out there, and then they have the fenced-in kind of patio down below too. The other food hall in the North Loop, uh, the the galley, the North Loop galley between North. Uh, between Free House and that food hall where Rectangle Pizza mm-hmm. is, they have a great patio. And they said there's a lot of action out there right now. 
So Love it. I know they. Ha- I know that they had installed some curling boards, you know, to do curling, and now it's kind of like, meh, that didn't really work out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, it's just too warm. Be flexible. I know it's so true. Um, I want to let you know something very important. Ugly Delicious is back. Did you know? Yeah, David Chang season two. You're not excited. You're not as excited as I am. I'm not as excited as you, but I'll watch it. Okay. Yeah. Are you? Is it just because? How do you? You're just not. You're just. I just like, don't Meh. watch that much TV. <laughs> I literally. I don't either. But like, that's the thing that I would watch. I am watching Homeland. Oh. I'm watching The Outsider on HBO. And I'm still watching Grace and Frankie when I have a half hour here okay, and there. So you are specifically targeted and you just don't have any room for anything else. I just don't. That's, I, I am the same way. I was surprised. My husband was gone for a week and I literally watched TV. I watched an hour of television the entire week. I watched Homeland. That was it. Yeah. I just don't watch TV that much anymore. No. I don't know why. Okay. I did watch Parasite though. Yeah. That is a great movie. That wow. That is a great movie. I really enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it yet, it was very interesting and worth watching. Okay. Very thought-provoking. Um. Good. All right. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about some people were asking about, you know, thinking about the fact that they were, you know, stocking up on staples and then thinking about... <laughs> thinking about if they could uh like what would they be doing with these staples are you okay yeah okay. i'm just pressing my head okay um you know in terms of like uh rice and and things like that we were so i was going through and thinking and people were looking for recipes and thinking ahead to if they were going to be you know kind of stuck in their home and they'd already yeah, got you and i talked about that it's like you can buy 10 boxes of noodles yeah, but, but then what are you what gonna, are you do, gonna with do with it right so i thought it was really nice i put a bon appetit put up a recipe for 71 creative rice recipes using pa- pa- uh, pantry staple and i That's thought a about great it idea. in terms of also a couple things if you are out buying rice don't buy all of the same rice you know like make sure that you have uh, some arborio rice for risotto because you can't just make risotto out of any kind of rice, right? Um, make sure that you have some long grains and maybe some short grains, you know, some of the jasmine versus mm-hmm. basmati. I think that's kind of good. But thinking about it in terms of rice is one of those things too that is so perfectly meant for whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's just a it's natural a base. it's a natural side dish to anything you do. But yet at the same time you still need some help. Like frozen I think, peas. Yeah. You know, a risotto with frozen peas is always good in a pinch. We had that last night, actually. Did you really? Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I'm not a big pea person. To be, I'm honest. not really either. But my husband likes some, and he does. Whenever we are going to have risotto, and I have not a nary a fresh vegetable in the house, we go for the frozen peas. Yeah. Okay. Um. That's that's really funny. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. That's, I mean, I do like 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 sometimes like you know right now, and it's like we are kind of feeling spring, but it's not spring yet. And we're kind of in that space where we want to do have like fresh things. English peas. Well, the green pasta from the Lex that I had, and then they brought them on with the MSP 50 on Friday uh, on Fox 9. And it was so, it's that fava bean kind of fresh, you know, bright greenness. It just makes you think spring, even if you're not having like plucked something from a garden. So I would say you're right. That's a good way of sort of like making that, bridging that gap. Yep. Um, and you could add ham or you could make a carbonara, like having a bag of frozen peas is always a good idea. Right. What about lentils? How are you feeling about lentils? Love. Always eat lentils. Do you? I make them with sausage or I make them with just ghee and onions and just cook them down and have a little bit of yogurt on the side. Yeah. A little pita bread. A little um, naan. I think lentils are a great thing to stock up on too. I what about do you ever cook? They were in my they're in my emergency they're box. In your, I have in your three box. uh your survival box. I have black, orange, and green lentils. What about 
about black rice? Do you ever cook with black rice? No. I have cooked with it a bunch because I'm just fascinated by it. It's forbidden rice. It's like, um, you know, it's. I think it's also that thing where if you're looking, if you're kind of sick of the same thing, but rice is a great thing to eat, obviously. But if you've had a lot of rice, you kind of want something. You want it to appeal to your face, your eyes, not yeah, just. Yeah, your whole plate. You don't yeah. want it to be white. Right. And so I think this is, I think black rice is one of those great things that I have a couple bags of. They're, like I said, they're. It's called forbidden rice, I think, at the grocery store. Yeah, but I've made congee out of it, and that's kind of beautiful. And, and does it cook the same as white rice? It's not. It's a little bit of a more glutinous rice, I think. So it's a little bit like thicker. You know, it's it's not it's like rice. risotto, but it's kind of closer to that. Isn't that the rice that like Yi Vang uses when he does his Kamayan feast? I don't. He used no, no, no. His is purple sticky rice. Purple sticky his rice. Is okay, sticky rice. That is yeah. Is sticky rice just rice, or do they do something to make it particularly sticky? Do you know? Ah. Uh, I don't have the answer to that. Okay. I don't have the answer to that. Um, but black rice can be purple too, by the way. Okay. I mean, like you can cook out, but I don't know what he uses is right. my point, but right, I'm right. saying black rice does, uh, can be purple. Um, it does cook down to that. So, but um, it's not necessarily like a wild rice in terms of, no, yeah. Okay. No, it's yeah. Black Which is rice, actually a seed. Yeah. No sticky. Yeah. It's black rice and sticky rice mixed together to get that purple. Um, because it is more glutinous and it's um it's usually that's like the coconut milk and everything else. Yum. God, that, that sounds so, so good. good. <laughs> I know. Just coconut milk. You had me at coconut milk. Oh my god. Um and also somebody asked on the on the Instagram about looking someone was looking for a uh, a perfect uh Lao papaya salad. And I had said Seoul Lao, the food truck, um, which is often parked at Black Stack Brewing, is one of my favorites for that. If you're looking for a great salad like that, Yum. papaya salad. Um, okay, the other st- stocked up thing, your pantry, if you're thinking about like having your pantry be as full and necessary, one of the things that I thought about too, and I was just wondering if everyone else was thinking it, was um, canned tomatoes. And that's a thing that seems so silly. <laughs> I wish you could see my cupboard. I have 20 cans. Do you have 20 cans? Because it was 10 for 10 and I bought 20. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. But You can thing- use them for everything. Well, and this is the thing is I it's sort of undersung because of course... I'm a person who is, I've, I have no talent in growing tomatoes. The tomato skill has skipped my generation. I can't do it. They all, the only ones I can grow are those little yellow ones and everything else sucks. So I'm never going to have like those fresh picked off the vine tomatoes right. unless I go buy them at the market. But then again, I really want to eat tomatoes or tomato type things all year. Like all of us, we've all gotten used to that. Right. Yep. But the other side of it is it's so good with vitamins and lycopene and so many good antioxidants and and it it plays out in canned tomatoes as well, right? Is there do you have a specific brand you get every time or are you just I get what's on sale. You, but you, if you, I'm really like paying attention and I'm cooking something, I'll get uh the yellow San Marzano. Okay. The Alessi or the uh uh or the um the Alessi one is the one I use when I make bolo specifically. Yep. And then um, I like the Mir Glen, you know. The, yeah, I the, like those too. I like those too, but I'm kind of a standard Hunts girl. Yeah, I'll do Hunts too. I like I literally always get Hunts for like just Napolitanas and stuff. And if I'm making something specific, I'll buy better tomatoes than if I'm just filling the pantry, then I'll buy the 10 for 10. Yeah. Because I can make putanesca, I yep. can throw them in risotto, Listen, I can make spaghetti sauce out of them if I'm chili, in a pinch. Chili, tomato sauce, yep. you can make gumbo. I can put them with lentils and oh, make God, like a yeah. stew with coconut milk. God, tomato, you can braise chicken in tomato, yeah. you can braise your meatballs in it. That was my number, that and pasta and rice were that like, is it. That's, that's the base of my kit. Like I think if I could, li- I could live, if I just had 
Pasta and tomato sauce and then a freezer full of meat. Yep. I think I could do it. You and me both. All right. There's some stuff for you guys. Just some pantry stocking tips and start thinking about kind of recipes and whatever if you need to. And uh, we are going to take a quick break and come back with the moral of the story and wrap it up for you. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. We are back on this week's Weekly Dish. I'm not Stephanie Hansen and you're not Stephanie March. We are just two... Girls hanging out with you on a Saturday morning in Minneapolis, Minnesota in a 60 degree day. Almost. Not quite today. It's going to be lovely. I think tomorrow is going to be the 60. Uh, Jenny had a rice question and she was <laughs> holding on. Uh, hi, Jenny. How you doing? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. Let's get to your rice questions. Okay. Well, it's actually not really a question, but you were talking about having peas on hand and maybe not necessarily loving them. Yeah. Um, so I like to keep shelled edamame in the freezer because I just... I feel like you can throw that in with a lot of things. Good idea. Okay. I and, love that idea. Um, and then you were talking about the Hunt's tomatoes. Yeah. I love a, you know, if I'm doing the Putin task or something, I want, I want my San Marzano tomatoes too. But, um, but if you're going for the sale stuff like Hunt's, I really love the fire roasted ones. Oh, oh yeah. They have the little black speckles on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which you really don't notice, but I feel like they add a, good depth of flavor. Yeah. Anything that has a little bit of char, you're going to get a little bit of a more smoky, Sitch. Um, yeah. What do you throw your edamames in? You know, I can throw it in like a cold rice dish. Oh, that with, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I usually have citrus or some sesame oil. And oh, yeah. That sounds like good. Little, like rice vinegar. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, if you have some green onions, which or some kind of onion or leftover meat, you can kind of throw leftover stuff. Yeah. Or just it. leftover herbs, too. Yeah. But I do it in hot rice, too. Yeah. With okay. Like, if I have ham or something like that. Jenny, that was totally worth holding on for. So thank you. Oh, well, thanks, Stephanie. <laughs> I, I love it. it. Have a good one. Edamame. I never buy those, but oh, I, I like them. them. Yeah. So maybe I will start to do that. Now. We used to buy them and, and the kids would just eat them. Yeah, you know, that's a good thing, I think, for people to put out like when you're cooking and yeah. the kids are hanging around and yeah. just heat them up a little the bit. The little snacks. Yeah. yeah. Little snackies. Snackies. Um, did we have another call? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Um, Let's talk about uh, the fact that, have you seen the salted nut roll cream ale yet? I have. Did you try it? No. Did you? No, it's in my house. I'm going to try it tonight. Um, Is it Tin Whiskers that made it? It is Tin Whiskers, yep. And they rolled it out yesterday. And uh, I love a a salted nut roll is my jam. Is it? Yeah. That's why I kind of wondered if you had tried it. I love them. I know they had a big release party last night, so it seems like everybody was kind of taking pictures of it. It looked really good. So I have. They they sent me one, so I'll have to ask. What a mistake, because I do love them. (laughs) Yeah, right? Um, Okay, so... Um, just letting you know also that, you know, it is International Women's Day on Sunday. It is. Did you know that? You'll be in Vegas, so. I will be celebrating my daughter right. and myself. Right. And but- we'll be going to the Four Queens having oh. dinner. Have you heard about the Four Queens? No. It's like a very old-timey supper club where they give you the rose when you come in and they have the shrimp cocktail. That's, that's excellent. In the, it's got like a little smoky dry ice yeah. situation. Yeah. The hand carved meat, the table side salad. It's really old school, but it's fun. It's in downtown Vegas. It's oh, old. that is totally fun. Yeah. I'm down. We'll do that on Women's Day. Um, there's a lot of stuff locally, like the idea, of course, that you can go to a lot of the breweries are doing. They let their, you know, the women in, in the brewery kind of decide to brew their own beer specifically for the day. Dangerous Man has one that I thought sounded really great. It's a it's a blood orange hazy IPA called Red Mood Rising. That's cool. I know. And they are 
uh, it's by the women of the brewery, and they're doing a limited edition T-shirt. Um, and every one dollar off every pour will go to be donated to the Annex Teen Clinic, which cool. is great. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of people around town. Look, you can look to the breweries. A lot of them are doing special Women's Day beers. And Urban Growler, two women own that, done and, and done. they have the great fish fry there too. Right. Um, so you know, have you seen the Milk Jam Creamery? What they're doing again this month, Women's History Month. They are doing, um, they've turned their entire 16 flavor board over to be named for women. And I just love it. I th- what would the Stephanie March ice cream be? I don't know. I, I don't know like if I'm actually be... internationally powerful enough to sort of get on the board. I feel like it would be super dark chocolate. Well, I do love their, their black Maybe black a peanut butter chocolate. and pretzel sitch. Yeah. That or seems... like a bourbon, like almost Humphrey oh, Slocum yeah. has that, has that breakfast one that has like bourbon and cornflakes. And like malt. Yeah. That could yeah, be a multi, That would be great. Uh, what would the Hanson? What would the Chauncey be? Um, probably something like black licorice. You think so? Yeah, yeah, I really do love a black licorice. I love the vanilla contrast with the black licorice anise flavor, or or something like limey basil. Oh, because I also like love a margarita yeah, sort of situation. Uh-huh. Okay, I like that. They do have like besides Shakira and Malala and you know like wonderful like Megan Rapinoe Rapino is who I would go yep. out there to buy. But they also have some locals. They have Jana Shortle. She's got a flavor. So does our favorite Diane Mua of uh, what of, is hers? Do they say? Uh, it's is pandan ice cream with coconut pandan jam swirl. That's Diane's. What's who is, a pandan? It's a, it's a, it's like a rice. It's like a, what is a pandan? Yum. It's like, I want to say it's a, actually it might be like a leaf. Um, but it's, you know, it's basically, she's, um, I'll find it. Yeah. I was going to say, you should look that up. I but, will look it up while you're, um, but it's, you know, it's kind of great. I love that they have locals on there as well. Uh, the, a couple other things letting you know that, um, on Sunday, muddy tiger Indian street food is popping up at, um, at Cave Vin. And this is a thing that I think is really fun because especially because they're taking part in the James Beard dinner that's happened at the Lynn Hall, but that is sold out. So if you want to get, uh, try some new Indian street food, vegetarian, pop over to Cave Vin, which is just off of that's super cute. Xerxes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And 44th ish. Yeah. And they're kind of a new, you know, street food, you know, gig in town. I think it's kind of fun to support them as well. The women chefs. And finally, I wanted to let you know that there's Good Acre on Tuesday is got a shabu shabu class, which is that Japanese stew. Okay, uh, shabu shabu is right up my shabu shabu. I know it's totally up your alley, man. So it's like a hot pot kind it's of. It's a hot pot, but it's Japanese hot pot. That sounds really good. I know. Also, Betty and Earl's Biscuits is popping up at uh, Birch's today in Long Lake, people. Yeah, so if you're on the West End and you don't get over to the East Side very often, those biscuits are real good. I'm literally thinking that I need to get there on my way home and grab a six-pack before anything happens. Yeah, they're really quite delicious. I'm not even going to lie. So uh, when I looked up what a pandan is, all I can get is a vape pen. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that 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 is not right. No. It is not a vape pen ice cream, though it is... Pandan is a leaf. It's a tropical plant, okay. which is uh, known as pandan. It has fragrant leaves. They talk about wrapping rice in pandan leaves. Oh, yes. You know when you steam them? Those yep. are the pandan leaves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is not a vape pen. It's a herbaceous <laughs> tropical plant. Known as the fragrant plant. Yeah. I know. Yes. Okay. Not a vape pen. So what are you eating today? I think I'm heading out for fish fry for lunch and then I'm going to the airport. Are you really? Yeah. Fish fry for lunch, huh? I think so. I've been craving it and I didn't get out last night. Um... 
I am. It looks like I am going to be headed to a uh, an event tonight, so I'm going to be wearing the sparkle pants. A gala. Your I'm sparkle pants excited. are real cute. I know. I'm very excited for possibly having a martini. I am on a martini kick like you would not believe. Oh, I love it. I'm taking Ellie to see Love, the Beatles' Love Tonight, the Cirque du Soleil show. Okay. And uh, I will have my hand sanitizer and I will be You'll trying be to look inward. Yes. And all my good immunes channeling them to be able to enjoy my four days in Vegas with a million strangers. It's going to be great. You're yeah. going to be fine. It and, should be good. You time. know, it'll be nice. And maybe it might be not as crowded then. So then it'll yeah, be Yeah, I thought about time. that. I thought about that. I know. That was the whole thing about everyone saying, you know, if you see some of the shots of places from above, you know, and then it's kind of like there's less people in yeah, the, that might be nice. in the areas. So there you go. Um, uh, 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 are you doing any March Madness things? Like, do you have any, well, you know what? Next week we are going to talk about St. Patrick's Day. Okay. So, because it's going to be kind of right We've on the We've got St. Patrick's Day. We're going to talk a little bit more about that restaurant article and what's happening to restaurants. Cause right. there's more to talk about there. Um, it's also pie day next week. It's what? Pi it's Day? It's Pi Day 3.14. Oh, on next Friday. Saturday? Or on Saturday, yep. Oh, yep. we're going to have, so we have to talk pie. Pi Day yes. right while we're sitting here in studio. It'll be great. Yum. Maybe I'll make you one. Liar. <laughs> you say I could go buy hot pies things. and pick you up a hand pie. Yeah, I know. Well, I kind of had wanted you to bring me one. You know what I mean? Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see how I'm feeling. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. If you ever miss an episode, you can always find us on podcast wherever you find your podcasts and you can download us there. And we'll get links up on the Facebook page later. Ciao, ciao. Need a gift idea for the outdoor adventure in your life? Shop the Allbirds Mizzle Collection made with water repellent puddle guard technology and ZQ certified merino wool with a low environmental impact. It's a natural fit for winter runs. And Allbirds offsets the carbon footprint to make their mizzle collection carbon neutral, so you can take comfort in treading lighter. Get on their nice list this year with the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com.